Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, and how are you? Oh my goodness me. Tuesday, the 13th. So luckily, luckily it's not Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Oh, I am so hot still. Um, I thought the rain would have cooled down um, the sun, but it hasn't at all. It has just made it even hotter. And you know what? Tomorrow is meant to be. We had the hottest day ever, um, or the hottest day this year so far, was on Saturday. And it was just too hot to do anything. It was too hot to move. It was too hot to do anything. However, on tomorrow, so having looked at the weather... Um, it is going to be, it was 24, I think, 23 or 24, 24, 25, 26, no, 24 on f Saturday when it was just too hot to do anything. Tomorrow it's meant to be 27 and there's no air conditioning, no air conditioning at all. So, and I'm at home. Luckily I'm at home because if I was at work, I would be so grumpy grizzly bear <laughs> don't poke the grizzly bear when she's hot believe me it's not worth it <laughs> um right okay hope you're all well hope you're all good i have um a really funny birthday to say happy birthday to today because i've got two two um girls okay one's called izzy and she's going to be six and one's called Gemma, and they're going to be eight or she's going to be eight sorry today now they are sisters but they're not twins there's two years between them but they were born on the same day how awesome is that so they've got their birthdays on the same day just two years apart wow wowzers 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 so Happy birthday, Izzy. Enjoy being six. And happy birthday, Gemma. Enjoy being eight. <laughs> wow, that's just amazing. Um, so <laughs> I don't think I've ever had to say happy birthday to two people on the same day in the same family when they weren't twins. I've said happy birthday to twins before, but not when they're not the same age. Weird. So I bet you get that a lot, though, both of you. <laughs> right. So happy birthday. Have a great day. I hope you get everything, both of you, that you want. Um, and I hope you have lots and lots of cake. Question is, do you have separate cakes? Do you have one cake each or do you have a joined cake? Hmm. I think it's very unfair if you have a joined one. You need to have at least one each definitely otherwise it's just not fair <laughs> now i have a fun fact for you so lightning now we don't get a lot of thunder and lightning here you know every now and then it'll thunder but very very rarely but apparently and i don't know what it's like in other places whether it, it you know you have it more or less or whatever but apparently lightning kills about 10,000 people a year worldwide. That's a lot of lightning and a lot of people. Blimey, it's more than more people than tornadoes and floods. So I 
and out of those 10,000 people a year, I don't know one of them. I don't know anybody that's been killed by lightning. I'm absolutely astounded at that fun fact. I really am. Because it's an awful lot of people to think per year, 10,000 people getting killed just by lightning. Wow. So, okay, we have an impossible question. And the impossible question today, uh, where are we? comes from Millie. So Millie, you asked, do animals make friends? Well, for a long time, it seemed like most animals that hang around in groups prefer to spend time with and help members of their own family. Okay, so like they live in groups um, of foxes or a group of badgers or whatever. Anyway, but the more closely scientists looked at animals that live in groups, the more examples of animal friendships they find from birds and baboons to hyenas and horses, even sharks who aren't known for their friendly personalities seem to buddy up. When studying a group of more than 130 black tip reef sharks, scientists noticed that certain sharks chose to swim together, while others tried to avoid each other. Their friendships and feuds lasted for years. Dolphins can also form special relationships with dolphins they aren't related to. Just like us, they seem to make friends with dolphins that are interested in the same things. <laughs> For example, a few dolphins use animals called sponges um, at the bottom of the sea as a tool to help them find food. And they love to buddy up to forage and feed. Making friends may help animals to find help and protection when they need it, especially if they live in a bigger group. But animals don't seem to make friends for this reason alone. None of the animal friends that scientists have studied appear to keep a record in their memories of who owes who. Like us, animals probably just make friends just because it feels nice to have a friend without thinking about all the benefits that it brings. For humans, these benefits include lower levels of stress, better health, a better immune system, and even longer lives if you've got lots of friends. Many animals make friends, even vampire bats. <laughs> Goats have been spotted trying to make friends with humans. In one study, this is amazing, in one study scientists set goats a task that was impossible for a goat to achieve, taking the lid off a box to get a reward. Okay, no way that it could do that. Um, when the goats realised it was impossible, they tried to make friends with nearby humans by gazing at them, <laughs> hoping that their new friends with hands would help them. How awesome is that? Um, so they knew that they needed hands to do it, but they couldn't have, um, they knew they didn't have 
the right equipment, um, i.e. hands. So they go and gaze, hopefully, at a human that did have hands. I think that is awesome. Really, really awesome. Um, and so lovely. <laughs> so anyway... Um, that is the answer. So they do tend to make friends, which is nice, um, because obviously it's nice for animals to have friends. It also means that um, that probably explains why uh, guinea pigs, for instance, don't like to be. They pine if they're on their own. They get lonely. You are supposed to have another guinea pig. Um, and I know a lot of people have a guinea pig and a rabbit um but actually those two species don't get on so it's not wise to have a guinea pig and a rabbit but um i can't remember where it is is sweden or norway or somewhere like that switzerland um one of those countries it is actually illegal for you to have only one um guinea pig you are, you have to by law have more than one guinea pig and that is because they get too lonely and it's not fair it's neglecting them there you go <laughs> so that was the impossible question so thank you very very much for that um it was very interesting very now um what day is it today apart from being tuesday the 13th of june nearly my birthday <laughs> um right it is national weed your garden day okay so national weed your garden day um can't do that today because it's it's a work day however i can do it tomorrow and it does need a weed definitely there are lots of weeds in my garden and i seriously need to get them um weeded however in this heat that is not going to happen and if tomorrow is anything to go by i am not going to do it tomorrow either international axe throwing day i'm really 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 not sure about that one do you know anybody that throws axes i'm sure if i gave an axe to my youngest son he would throw it because he's got into a habit of throwing everything however i am not sure i would trust him throwing an axe definitely not um, it's World Softball Day. Who plays softball? Um, it's not something that's very popular over here. It's more of a, um, I don't know. I know they do in the States, don't they, in America, but they don't really play it a lot over here. Uh, National Sewing Machine Day. I have a sewing machine. Very rarely use it. <laughs> I sew by hand most of the time, but I do have one. Now, this next one, I don't think any of the doctors that I know would be too happy about because apparently it's National Call Your Doctor Day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm not too sure that uh, just calling your doctor randomly because it's Call Your Doctor Day uh, it will make them very, very happy. Um, I am going to tell them at work, though, that if somebody calls you, be nice to them because they're calling you because of the day that it is <laughs> um so uh that's all the days it is but it is starting today meet a mate week 
So meet up with one of your mates and have a nice play date. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. I am going to read chapter 15. I'm not quite sure, actually, um, how many chapters there are in this book. But uh, we're on chapter 15 and probably nearer the end than the beginning. So um, we shouldn't have many more chapters of this Daisy story. Daisy and the trouble with coconuts but I have got oh, one that I am so looking forward to reading after it um Daisy and the trouble with unicorns oh unicorns <laughs> anyway um chapter 15 of Daisy and the trouble with coconuts once Grampy had paid the coconut shy man some more money I was sure he'd win me a coconut but on his first throw he only hit the back of the tent. Grampy said he was just getting his eye in with the first shot and that he was sure that he would hit a coconut with his second throw. Trouble is, he didn't. His second ball went right over the top of the coconuts. Grampy said that the second ball had slipped out of his hand by mistake and that the third ball had coconut written all over it. But I don't know who by. Then he told us, to watch and learn. The trouble with watching and learning is sometimes you're not sure what to watch and learn. Because not only did Grampy miss again, he pulled a muscle in his shoulder. Nanny said it served him right for throwing the ball so hard. Oh, trouble is, now that his shoulder was pulled, Grampy had to retire injured with two balls left to throw. Well, the trouble with having two balls left to throw is you then have to decide who is going to throw them. Nanny's, oh, I thought I should probably have the last two goes because I had the most coconut ball throwing experience but then nanny said why don't we throw one each which actually was a really good idea because guess what you're never going to believe this nanny actually hit an actual coconut with her very first actual throw honestly she aimed her ball, did a little dance and then wham, she blammed a coconut first time. When Nanny's ball hit the coconut, I leapt right up into the air and did a little dance because I was absolutely certain we had won a prize. The coconut she hit made a really good noise like a wooden clonk. Then it wobbled. The only thing it didn't do was fall off the stick. Instead of falling off, it just stayed there. Grampy said Nanny should have thrown her ball harder. But Nanny said if she had, she would have pulled her shoulder too. I said if you hit a coconut, you should win the coconut. Trouble is, the coconut shy man wouldn't change the rules. Which made me crosser and more furious than I've ever been in my whole life. Which is why I threw the last ball at him. 
Trouble with throwing a wooden ball at a coconut shy man is if it hits him on the head, it could kill him. Luckily, I only hit him on the leg. Actually, it wasn't even his leg, it was only his knee. I know it was his knee because it sounded like a coconut. Nanny and Grampy said they were really disappointed in me when I threw my last ball at the coconut shy man. In fact, they were so disappointed in me, they made me say sorry. But guess what? Even though I said sorry, the coconut shy man still banned me from having any more goes or from coming within 10 metres of his stall which meant now I was never going to win a coconut at the fun fair, ever. And all because I'd hit a great big coconut shy man on the leg with a teensy wooden ball. I'm going to read chapter 16 as well. <sighs> the trouble with realising you're never going to be able to win a coconut ever in your whole life is it makes you growl even louder. Nanny said only grizzly bears were meant to do the kind of growls I was doing and that perhaps it would be better if I sat down on the grass for a while to calm down. <sighs> the trouble with sitting down on the grass is it makes me want a caught toffee apple. Grampy said there were plenty more prizes we could still win at the fair, but if a toffee apple would stop me growling, it would probably be a good idea. A toffee apple is an apple dipped in really hard toffee. The toffee is really reddish and you have to bite right through it to get to the juicy apple bit inside. Nanny said she was amazed I still had room in my tummy for everything, um, or for anything, sorry, after my slush puppy, hot dog, burger, tomato sauce, candy floss, swirly lolly, two boxes of popcorn, ice cream, flump, strawberry sauce and chocolate flake. But toffee apples aren't that filling at all because the biggest bit of a toffee apple is made of actual fruit. And plus, some of it you can't even eat, like the apple core in the middle or the stick. Grampy said that once I'd finished nibbling my toffee apple stick, we could decide which prize we were going to try and win next. But just as I was putting my toffee apple stick in the bin, we bumped into Mrs Peters. Mrs Peters said if I kept trying my hardest, she was absolutely sure I would win a prize at one of the funfair games. And you'd think she should know, wouldn't you? Because she's my teacher. Oh, trouble is, she was wrong. The trouble with the clown bonk was the clowns kept disappearing before I could bonk them. <sighs> The trouble with the test your strength stall was the hammer was too heavy for me to lift. The trouble with hot shot basketball was the hoop was too high for me to get the balls in. The trouble with tin can alley was the beanbags I was aiming with them with went floppy every time I threw them. And the trouble with roll a penny was my pennies wouldn't roll straight at straight at all. It was hopeless. The harder and harder I tried, the more and more I didn't win. 
which made me really, really, really cross. Luckily, we found a stall that sold fudge. The brilliant thing about fudge is it comes in loads of different square-shaped flavours. At first, I thought I was only allowed one type of flavour fudge in my bag, but the lady in front of us in the queue got three types put in hers. So I decided to have six flavours, caramel, vanilla, coconut, ice, raspberry, ripple, chocolate and mint. I was going to have rum and raisin too, but I decided not to in the end because rum and raisin sounds like it's got beer in it. And plus, I didn't want to be greedy. Grampy said I should think of every piece of fudge in my bag as a well-earned prize for trying so hard to win something, which made me feel a lot better because when I looked in my bag I still had eight prizes left. While I was eating a mint one I thought about all the other lovely things that Nanny and Grampy had bought me at the fun fair that day. The slush puppy, hot dog, burger, tomato sauce, candy floss, swirly lolly, Two boxes of popcorn, ice cream, flumps, strawberry sauce, chocolate flake and toffee apple. And then I realised that all of those were just like prizes too. And I hadn't even had to win them. Nanny and Grampy had just given them to me. That's when I realised what a lucky person I was. By the time I'd eaten all my squares of fudge, I didn't care about winning actual prizes anymore at all. I just decided I was going to have as much fun at the fun fair with Nanny and Grampy as I possibly could before it was time to go home. And boy, did we have fun! First we went on the Big Dipper. Big Dippers are the dippiest thing you can do at a fun fair. Then we went on the pirate galleon. Pirate galleons are the scariest thing you can do at a fun fair. I even saw Dylan doing massive screams. Then we went in the Hall of Mirrors. Halls of Mirrors are the funniest looking things you can do at a fun fair. And then we went on the octopus. And believe me, Sanjay Lepore was right. All the rides at the fun fair were so much fun. Not just for me, but for all my school friends too. I saw Fiona Tucker waving to me on the merry-go-round. I saw David Alexander pretending to aim at me with the water squirters. Stephanie Breakspear got so dizzy on the Vortex, she had to go and sit inside an actual St John's ambulance till she was felt all right again. Nanny and Grampy said they wouldn't mind a sit-down too. Not in an ambulance, though, on a bench. The trouble with benches is they aren't very exciting. They don't zoom up or down or spin round and round or anything. I mean, they are free, but after about two seconds, they get really boring. So Nanny and Grampy said I could go for a little walk by myself. As long as I stayed where they could see me. That's when I met Jasmine Smart, Nishta Bagwat, Colin Kettle, Barry Morley and Barry Morley's big brother and two of his friends.
That's when things started to go a bit wrong. Oh dear me. Oops. So, 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 I think maybe we'll find out what began to go wrong next time. I wonder what it could be. I think she might be going to be very naughty, don't you? <laughs> anyway, you all have the most amazing time. Um, Just have a really good day. And I will see you all again. Same time, same place tomorrow. Take care, stay safe. Bye for now.